Y'all comfy? Um, Got all those blonde hairs where you want them to be? No, I don't know. I'm having my face just hurts. It's the it's it's almost like that joke. Is, does your face hurt you? Because it hurts me. Because it's killing me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Well, I, welcome back to Father Know Something. And it's you know it seems like it it hasn't been a full week since we uh, we've been together. I think certainly I not. <laughs> as you see, I'm wearing the same shirt as I wore last week. Yeah. In fact, I haven't even washed it since. Last time you saw it. Did you even stand up since last week? I haven't got no, because Morgan brought me <laughs> the water. Holly, Holly's only in a different place because Morgan picked her up and relocated her. Yep. <laughs> so obviously we are doing back-to-back shooting. So we have the shows for you guys. And so I have nothing to update you with about this week. I can certainly make up believe what I think is going to happen over the next week. <laughs> Uh, today Why is, don't yeah give it a shot because last time they got mad that I I wouldn't let you. Oh okay. So today is now uh, Wednesday night, Thursday basically. Yeah. Uh, I leave Saturday. I'm going to be flying. I'm not even going to experience a Sunday. I leave. I land Monday morning at six a.m. in in Sydney, Australia. Oh yeah, New South Wales. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to be amongst all my. Uh, new friends, your comrades, yes, your all, mates, all my all my mates, and saying good day, all my good day guys and mates. Crikey! So I'm excited about that, and so I know that we're doing a project there. Uh, I have my guy who is. I have a couple of guys. First of all, when I first landed there, my Uber driver I became very friendly with, and he has been running around. Even though I'm here, my Uber guy is there. Is now my driver is driving around getting stuff for me, moving things around. Right now or next week? Now. Oh, I thought... Hold on. I thought you were playing pretend. I am. I am playing pretend because then I have Wilson. Wilson is the machinist who is now making all the plastic parts. Okay. Wilson! And Wilson's doing great, doing great. He's catching on. He, we, we called it the learning curve. So I went through and I, you know, timed out how everything should be. And I, he gave me the time and the bill was, you know, quite a bit more than what, what I thought it would be. And he says, but you know, I had this learning curve and I said, you know something, we all have the learning curve. Yeah. So Wilson, that's great. But how was my times? How, how, <laughs> how was what I projected? He goes, you're on the mark. And so, Wonderful. so long as it's on the mark, I don't care. The learning curve, fine, no problem. So he's doing his thing. Okay. And uh, Adam is painting. That's and good. So everything is going well. So when, when I get there Monday, it's all going to now come together. Okay. Oh, and tonight we picked up a Simon, Simon Says. And wow. Simon's going to be doing the laser work. You got a full crew. I have I have people. You should all go out for a beer one night. Uh, yes, it will be tough because um, <laughs> how do you say Melbourne? Melbourne. Melbourne. So uh, Simon's in Melbourne. Ah, quick flight. So, quick flight. So he's. I did that flight. He's 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 five hundred miles away. Oof, quick from, from the uh, from the rest of the job, but he's going to take him to care jump of it. on over. So we 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 have our people. Okay. So that's what's going on. And by the time you get this, I'm going to be really happy. I'll be knee deep into it. Anybody that's in Sydney or that wants to come by and help, certainly let us know. You can meet dad and you can work. <laughs> <laughs> you can be part of the project. And then we can we can even maybe even do some recording well, with, oh, with our iPhones. Wow. Okay. Get get Simon and, and Adam, everyone. Whatever we get can them do. all together for a recording. Whatever we can do, and I'll find you all Australia stories again. That'd be great. 
You do that. All right. Let's uh, kick off the show. Let's do it. Okay. You got to uh, announce the theme. Oh. oh. Yeah. The theme is going to be, it's calling, I think it's called Sticky. Like you're in a sticky, you're like in a sticky place, sticky music. And I just keep saying sticky, sticky, sticky. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Yeah. It's sticky situations. Let's just Stick, get into it. Sticky, sticky, sticky. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. No, what no what, what no was that like, sound? You know, no, one likes, no one likes sticky. It's. I thought you were trying to be Spider-Man for a I second. I know, that's what I thought too. A little no. web slinger. <laughs> All right, enough of that stuff. Let's go to the stories. Let's not bore these people. Mm, okay, okay. Okay, so up first, hello, Jerry, Morgan, Justin, and Holly. I, 21 female, seem to have found myself in a pretty complicated slash sticky situation. Sticky, sticky. I honestly am struggling to even find the right place to start and would like to apologize if this comes out extremely long-winded. So there's this guy who I will be referring to as C, 21 male, who I have known my whole life and graduated high school with. I've had a crush on C for pretty much my entire life, but he made it pretty clear that he never reciprocated those feelings. However, our junior year of high school, we became really close friends, and I was okay with that and was even able to get over the massive crush I had on him for years. This is where it starts to become a bit complicated. The summer after I graduated high school, I started dating this guy, who I'll call T. T and C used to be best friends. So after T and I had a very messy breakup last year, I felt like I could no longer be friends with C anymore and was pretty crushed that I lost that relationship. Right after the breakup, the boys moved to Colorado together. But after being there for a year, they recently moved back to our hometown a few weeks ago. After coming back, C got in touch with me, asking if we could talk and hang out because him and T were no longer friends anymore. As it turns out, they got into a fist fight, and it was pretty bad, apparently. Well, the night we hung out and talked about everything, we ended up sleeping together. Oh, Imagine boy. that. Oh, boy. Am I right? Well, now C has expressed to me that he feels like it might have been wrong because of T, even though they aren't friends anymore. And I completely understand that. But now I'm really worried that our friendship that we literally just started rekindling might be messed up. We've still been talking every day, but we haven't really talked about this situation. So I guess I'm unsure of what to do from here. I really want to talk to him about it and find a way to sort this out, but I'm not sure how I should even bring it up or how to go about the conversation. Well, it seems like she's comfortable if the, if if it was a bad deal and sex is going to be off the table for, from this point forward. She seems to be comfortable with it from what I'm reading between the lines. She doesn't want to lose the friendship. I would say that's probably on par. And I think that that's as clean as you can make it with him is saying, look, you know, I have no expectations on anything else, you know, where we're going to go, but I really don't want to lose you as a friend. If we, if we didn't work, 
if it didn't connect and it wasn't, it's something that we want to, you know, you know, keep replaying and we don't want to get into a relationship where we're, where we're a couple, then let's not lose our friendship. You know, we're, we're adults. So I'm cool with that. I do have a little bit more info. Please tell me. Please. Please tell me. So ideal outcome is that we are able to keep our friendship from getting awkward and can remain close. Mm -hmm. Additional info. I'm also struggling to determine if I still have feelings for him. I honestly think I'd be lying to myself if I said I'm not crushing on him still. Essentially, I'm feeling very lost and struggling to process some of these complicated feelings. I think you just have to have a conversation. And wherever it, it takes you guys as mature adults, you go down that road and you see what happens. But you shouldn't lose the friendship. You have too much invested. And look, how many how many times have people had boyfriends or girlfriends that they broke up and then later they are fortunate enough to be friends and the physical stuff side is long forgotten. They're able to move on and go forward. Yeah, it definitely happens. It happens. So we wish you luck on that one. I feel like this is the beginning of a romance novel and you will end up together. It could be. It it may turn out that way. And that's my may, feeling. And it may turn out to be great friends, but the bottom line, you're going to have to have the conversation Yeah, and it, give your friendship the honest, the, the one thing about friendship is integrity of, of, of respecting the friendship. Yeah. Play and, the friend card. Works and, great for me. And be friends. If you guys are going to go out and date other people and you're going to go, you know, pursue your life, see what happens. And if you guys are friends during the middle of this and you find out that you guys are better friends than anybody else you're friends with and you also want to have a share a life together and build a life. Exactly. You'll get down that road, but take one step at a time. Don't, don't have everything predetermined what it's going to be. Yeah. Wing it. Yeah, I think that's true. I honestly just go sit down, grab a drink together or coffee, tea, whatever you're into and or mini. Might help or it might, you know, end up putting no, no. them. No, when I say mini, repeat repeat that performance. Oh. Be be <laughs> go out and be friends and I for this conversation that they have to have. Like you got to you got to just get the elephant out of the room or, you know, what's that saying? Like just clear the air a little bit. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I think so, Jerry said it perfectly. I mean, yeah. just of course maintain the friendship. Of course I did. Just, do you not, prior, do you, but do you not think they should address what happened? Sure. They, I mean, you can. It did, ha it did right. happen. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I yeah. think absolutely, oh, that's what I'm saying. He said perfectly. Oh no, but absolutely maintain the friendship. But yeah. I do think you got to clear the air and just like point blank be like, Hey, we did sleep together. We, we, Do you we want did. it to happen again? Do you not want it to happen again? I know you're having feelings about yeah, just be you totally know, open. Feeling yeah. bad about tea, but yeah. honestly, like I saw your I saw your vagina. You saw my penis. We're all cool. Let's go on. Let's move forward. What about the crush? The you hide the crush for a little bit. The protect the friendship. The, the, say you just want to be friends, even though you want more, right. and then you'll end up together the, the, eventually. The, the, and then the, the crush. You gotta, next thing you know, you'll be getting married. We can't worry about the crush. You just have to respect the fact that you really have feelings for me because you lo you love who he is. Yeah, you, you do love who he is. You let got it let it work itself out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll trust you on this one. Okay. Okay. Moving along. Uh, we're going for number two, mm. or should we say story two? Mm. Mm, yeah. Story number story two. Number story two. To be story two. Two story number. <laughs> Why are we getting slap happy? Because we're waiting. Waiting. And we're getting impatient. Please. How did I, I used to be able to do it so well. 
Roger Rabbit. Forget it. Okay, number two. Number two. How should I act around my dad's mistress? I, 30 female, found my dad, 60 male, with another woman almost three years ago. I confronted him and he said they were just friends. They'd never had sex. I could write a sitcom about all the evidence I found to prove otherwise, but I'll save that for another time. It was devastating for me and my siblings. Together, we told my mom, who was heartbroken. She revealed that people had warned her about this when my oldest sibling was a baby, but she had confronted my dad and he denied it. She chose to believe her husband despite many red flags and a dysfunctional relationship. Now that all her grown kids knew and it was confirmed 100% that he was cheating, she decided to file for divorce. She finally got the courage to serve my dad four months ago. Last month, my dad bought a million-dollar house out of the state despite their lawyer's direction that he couldn't make any big purchases until the divorce was settled. My siblings planned a trip to go visit my dad at his new home. A few days before, he informed them the mistress, 50 female, would be there. My siblings canceled the trip because they weren't ready to deal with that, let alone explain it to their younger children who don't even know my parents are divorcing yet. It's so fresh. My siblings did offer to visit dad if the mistress wouldn't be around, but he said that wasn't an option. Side note, even now he refused to clarify if she's just a friend or girlfriend, which just makes the situation all the more exhausting. I have no interest in visiting my dad. As far as I'm concerned, he abandoned us. However, it seems like this woman is going to be in his life openly now. I don't feel prepared for that. I'm bitter that she chose to spend more than 30 years with a married man who had kids. I'm disgusted that on Christmas this year, I called and asked to visit my dad for dinner, and he said yes until she said something in the background. Then my dad told me it wouldn't work and made up a stupid excuse. He doesn't know I heard her. I blame my dad for choosing her over me, but I also blame her for advocating that my dad blow off his own daughter on Christmas. I missed something here. I thought you said that he has had the mistress for three years. 30. He has had the mistress for 30. They found out about the affair three years ago. Wow. I'm not. Wow. And how old, how old is this girl? How old is this person? 50. The writer is 50. 30. 30. So he started having the, he started having the affair. And does he have any children with, with the mistress? No mention. No mention. Well. It's not done yet. doesn't seem like it. You're, you're going to keep reading. Yeah. Okay. I'm not someone who only blames the mistress and not the married man. I'm plenty angry with my dad too, but he's still my dad and I love him. He's never been emotionally available, but he's made sure we have our needs physically met. I have some good memories with him. The only memories I have of the mistress are from when she worked at my dad's office back when I was eight years old. She's nothing to me. But as shitty as our relationship is, my dad is still my dad. How do I navigate this new relationship with my dad and his mistress? My parents haven't even gotten close to settling the divorce, and he's openly living with the woman he swore to me was just a friend. I can't imagine ever being polite to her if I saw her. I wear my expressions on my face, and she is gum beneath my shoe. But I don't want to be an immature child about this. My dad screwed up too, and arguably, he hurt me way more than she did. I know this woman will probably be in my dad's life until one of them dies, but how should I proceed? Thank you so much for hearing this and giving me your input. 
it means a lot. There's a lot of dynamic in this thing. First of all, the fact that she says my dad never was never available for us because he his availability was 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 focused on her. So it affected everyone's life. Is there anger somewhere in there for that? I'm sure there is. The, I Lord knows why this guy didn't, you know, if this woman was his person, Lord knows why he just didn't divorce his wife and if he did divorce his wife to go be with this person and left the kids and the family, would they be more angry the fact that they got divorced and his father had this other life and they they were raised without a dad? There's all these different little yeah. things you got to think about and that she, you know, role play in her mind. I'm trying to find the the direction for you to handle because really it's a day-by-day thing what you're comfortable with. Look, you have your relationship with your dad. He is obvi- The reality is that he is now with this woman. He's always been with this woman. Nothing has really changed. The pain that your mother is feeling from the betrayal, you know, we, 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 we tend to always want to help the parent that is hurting. And so, and you almost feel that you're betraying your mother. If you're friends with, with, with this couple, not just your dad, but you know, her as well. So there's this dynamic. The only thing that I could really suggest is take it to the part of recognizing that he is going to be, this is his life partner and get on board and accept the fact that he picked this person. I mean, you have to like her. You can give her a chance to see if you like her. And rather than she feels challenged by you and feels that you hate her and, and there's a negative vibe between you guys, maybe a, maybe a, a peace offering to say, look, this whole thing, it was a mucky deal and was it, none of it was handled right. But here we are all adults at this point in time. And yes, I'd like to have a relationship with my dad because you've already made it clear you do love your dad, even though you're pissed at him. So that being said, I think you have to really just say, I want to have a relationship with my dad. And obviously you're, you're with my dad. So I hope that you'll take care of each other and you'll have a good marriage. And I will try to get on board and respect you as a couple, but that doesn't mean we're going to disrespect my mother either. We have to figure this out and try to get the game rules of, on, on how to be a family that's dysfunctional. We, we, here in America, and I'm sure the world, we have many dysfunctional families. But that doesn't mean you guys can't find the way of putting the functional back in the discs and see if you can make it work. Because it's really what it's about at this point in time. Because nothing, he's not going back to your mom. Yet your mom has, I'm sure, the fact that he bought this million dollar home. Half that new house is hers, baby. <laughs> you know, half, you know, I want half Eddie, half. So unless he's got a prenup from, you know, when they got married, however many years ago. Or, but or, or the divorce papers, if it, if it, there's not, it's not filed. They are still oh, married. I, th- I thought, I thought she served him with papers. He has papers, but they're still in arbitration by right. the sounds of it. So. If he's, you know, blowing all that money and buying new houses, he, house half may, that house is hers. Maybe he has plenty of money. We don't know. One, make sure your mom has a good lawyer. I mean, half that house should be hers. That your mom sacrificed there, her there, life to be married to a man that cheated on her for thirty years. Right, but I'm so saying, he could work. There, but I'm saying there might be plenty of money in that. The that the the half million or the million dollars, half of everything is hers. Right. So there might be plenty of money there that he could still have his house. Who knows what's really there? We don't know those numbers. In theory, half of it should be the mom's. Right. Make sure she has a good lawyer. 
I think what's hard about this in terms of kind of what you said and moving forward Mm -hmm. is the fact that the dad still isn't even acknowledging that this is someone he's with. That's why they have to have the conversation. Yeah. And so that's what I was going to say. Like, I personally think you as his daughter and his child have a right to call him out. Hey, I did hear your girlfriend on Christmas. And I think it's pretty low that you would let someone come in between us. I'm not trying to say you can't have a relationship with her. What you did, cheating on mom, that was wrong. You should have gone about it a different way. But you shouldn't let this person affect our relationship. You're my dad. I love you. And if you're going to continue to sacrifice me and hurt me for her sake, then we're going to have a really big problem. I thought he admitted that this person's in his life, though, even though he says that they've never slept and all that other bullshit. I think she just calls him on and says, you know, dad, come on. We're all of age here. He's still not saying if she's a friend or a girlfriend, which just makes the situation all the more exhausting. He refuses to clarify. Well. Like, grow the fuck up, dude. You're 60. Grow up. You are 60 years old. If you mm-hmm. can't admit, your wife is divorcing you. You're, it's out of the bag. Right. Grow I, up. Go have the conversation. And also, like, pathetic on this other lady's part. Like, what do you wait? Like, how are you with someone that's not even willing to acknowledge that he's with you? Well, I wouldn't even say that to her. I would just go with the fact no, that- No, I'm talking to our friend. Oh. The- I would just point blank, just sit down with them and say, look, we all know what's going on. This is the reality. I, I, it, It's been 30 years. Come on, let's just- deal with it and let's go forward and live the rest of our lives where we're just, where we're functionally, where we're a dysfunctional family, but we're going to try to be as functional as we can. Yeah. And that's where I would take it and, and go down that road. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the whole thing is, is the ball's in her court. Mm-hmm. She can decide to do that. She can decide to not, but you just got to fully know you have all the power in the situation mm-hmm. to determine what it looks like going forward. And uh, I think that's the reality of it. And that takes a lot of pressure. I mean, it could add pressure, but it also takes a lot of pressure off in the sense that no one's sitting here making you make a decision right now. She doesn't have, she doesn't have to go be with him, talk to him or anything. She could do whatever she wants. Exactly. And I I think that's like, I mean, you could even say to your dad, if you, if this is something you wanted to say, look, when you decide to, you want to be honest with yourself and then be honest with me, I can deal with it, but I'm not going to be living, you know, be a part of this bullshit because it's too exhausting for me. So when you, when you want to join, you know, the reality world and I'm here to talk, I'm here to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the ideal outcome, I'm open to shifting my perspective so I can be civil and not harbor so much resentment towards her. I also have no desire to even visit him in his home two states away. But if I don't visit my dad, I don't know when I'll see him. So ideally, I'd like either encouragement to accept that I don't get to see my dad much anymore because of his own choices or encouragement to pursue a relationship with him, parentheses, and her, question mark. That's where the ball is in your court. And you go day by day to figure that out. No one's sitting here saying, go visit him right now. Like this planned trip or whatever, it sounds like it's not happening and it's all falling apart, but it doesn't have to be now. 
It's just, I think what's hard, and we see this a lot in these stories, where he is making the choice to not have a relationship with his kids unless she is present. Mm -hmm. And so it's this very hard decision. And I think a lot of kids of divorce and affairs need to like decide. It's like, do I want to bite my tongue and have this other person around, even though it's not my cup of tea, just for the sake of a relationship with my dad? And that sucks. So here here here's another another role play to play in in your head. Imagine when you were 1 years old your mother had passed and your father was a single guy. And you saw that your dad really was not interacting with anybody. And you would probably would have said at one point, "Gee, dad, I wish you could find somebody." You know, to to be happy. And maybe at that point in time you would accept this person because your mom wasn't the one that was being betrayed and you weren't being betrayed that he actually found somebody. And it was over the, it was, it was done in the, you know, up, up and honest way that you could have all built a relationship. I understand that's fairy tale at this point, but maybe if they, if he can understand that the only way, if he's going to be around for 30 more years, hopefully he's 60, hope he's goes into his nineties. You're talking about another 30 year relationship with this person taking care of your dad. Yeah, she'll have to be dealing with his diapers and whatever so forth as he gets older and his incontinent and all the good stuff that comes with it. So good luck for her. But you don't have to do it. She's the one there to do it for you. So it would be nice that that we can, whatever friendship, whatever we can gain respect at this point in time, it's really important that some kind of relationship, if you guys are going to have a relationship that can be started, but the only way it's going to work is if we have honesty. And let's just assume that you guys have been sleeping together for 30 years. This has been your person. I get it. I'm not happy about it, but now I get it. We're going to move on and go forward. And I'm not going to beat you up about it. Yeah. And, and that's something that only you can decide. And if you can't do that, then you know, do whatever you want. No one's forcing you to be with this guy. You, you don't, you know, you don't have to have that relationship with your dad just because he's your dad. It, it, it's earned by respect and honesty. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't need to be a black and white decision. It can be over time because mm -hmm. you just had someone that literally you said basically lied to your face for 30 years. Mm -hmm. So how much of like your discussions going forward, if you say, yes, we're going to be open and honest with each other. And you and I are going to repair our relationship and then we'll tackle the rest of this. Mm -hmm. How do you even know that's going to be real when you can't even give you an honest answer on the phone about Christmas? No. So it's like, there's no one saying make the decision now. It's kind of just feel it out because it is so fresh. And there's a lot that's going to come out between now and divorce filing and how everything evolves. Yeah, so, it gets bloody. I mean, he could have kids with her. Like that's the question that you asked. And we don't know yet. I mean, she could, she's been around for 30 years. You could have a sibling that's the same age as you. Yeah. Like you, you, you just, don't know. You just don't know. You don't know. So I think, yeah, take it day by day. Let things unfold a little bit. And I know you found out about her three years ago, but your parents aren't even divorced yet. So this has kind of been dragging on. So a lot of the shit's all going to come out now. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. There'll be detectives. There'll be things. There'll be stuff to come up. I mean, she said out. she's got enough to write a sitcom, all the, all the evidence. So 
maybe maybe try it. Maybe write the sitcom. Maybe that'll be a part of your healing journey. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's roll on. Next one. Okay, so this one. Hi, all. I'm a junior in college currently. Last school year, I went through a bit of a reckless hooking up phase and didn't use protection with three partners. I decided to be celibate going into my junior year for mental health reasons and just for my physical health as well. At the tail end of all of this, however, I tested positive for chlamydia. I planned on going down the line and notifying all of my sexual partners. Before I told the last two, I found out that the first guy I hooked up with tested positive, meaning I possibly gave it to the two other two. If it wasn't already humiliating, they are all in the same frat at my college too. Even worse, I just found out I made sorority president for their sibling sorority that I am in. Not only did I potentially give these two guys an STD, but they are all friends and I have to see them at every philanthropy event for the next two years. Well, keep it in the family. (laughs) (laughs) How can I best navigate this? The guilt is eating me alive. I am a straight A student, never missed class, sorority president, never gotten into any serious trouble. Basically, my life sounds picture perfect from the outside. If this gets out, I'm worried about the damage it'll cause to my reputation. Thank you guys for listening. Well, look, they they all knew very clearly what was going on. So the fact that you need to feel guilty, you do not. Yeah. Look, you guys all chose to use unprotected sex. Those guys have all the ability of putting, of wrapping themselves before they, before they engage. So no guilt here at all. It just happens. Yeah. Get your shots, get, you know, do what you got to do. And this will be a long, a long story way back in your life at the end of the day. Don't even worry about it. I also feel like the guys have probably already talked. Oh, of course they did. Like maybe the first one that got chlamydia that you kind of talked to first and he said, oh, I got, I tested positive. I'm sure he already told his buddies like, hey, get tested or yeah, hey, time for antibiotics, dudes. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's what you say. I think, I think it's really hard because if you knowingly give someone an STD. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Like you're a shady person. And, and amazing. He didn't call her to say I had an STD. Phone and, works both ways. Right. Well, and it originally came from him. Right. So, or one of them. She doesn't really know. Yeah. It could but, be any of them. Right. But it's not like she came in and gave them all this. It's exactly. like, boom. And then, yeah. None and of, this is none, hard. None of them called her and said, gee, I got an STD. I just wanted you to make sure that you that you check yourself. Yeah. Man. They're not calling everyone else no. they've been with too. But for those out there, that don't feel comfortable or safe maybe telling someone mm-hmm. because it is it is the right thing to do. However, I get where you're at and like they're three guys, they're, they're friends. I'm sure they've talked, whatever. But for anyone out there that does want to notify someone and might not want to do it or say it or call them or whatever it might look like, there's a service, you go online, you enter the person's phone number and they get a text message from I don't know, Planned Parenthood. The, the or World Health, Health Organization. Basically, that's the case. And you end up just, they get a text that says, hey, one of your recent sexual partners has tested positive. It is highly recommended you get a test. Perfect. Excuse me, my, my text message is just, came, oh, never mind. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was that buzzing over there. Right? That was that buzzing. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to go, guys. I got to get. 
<laughs> That's something I got to do. It's also really fun to use on X's. Oh, God, you're really evil. <laughs> you're just evil. Well, just like sometimes people just need... Hey, no harm actually is done. Just a little no, worry. Honestly, Just a little worry and a little blood test. And, and, it's good and, to get checked regularly. And, and you make them... Get, and you encourage them to get checked. That's exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're... I mean, it might be good karma coming to you, actually. I, I sympathize with the feeling, though, because during all the COVID shit, mm-hmm. when someone close to you would say, hey... Yep, I had it and we were together and you're like, oh my God, okay, now I was with my whole family. Now I'm like the problem right? because I unknowingly went in and you get that guilt and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, I didn't know this person who came here and then I went here and then like that's, it's similar. It, 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 what was so bad about that is that we were all afraid that we were dying from COVID in that beginning part. Mm-hmm. And we were terrified we just killed off our family. Yeah. That was the guilt. That was horrible. I mean, we were just, nobody wanted to be around anybody. And some, a lot of people did go through that. I mean, yeah. it, it's really hard. I just peeked at additional info mm-hmm. and they go, everybody in my life is saying I should just not say anything. But that doesn't sit right with me. Anonymous text wouldn't work either because they both know each other and probably know they both hooked up with me. Well, they, I, I would do go ahead. I loved your idea of the, if you don't want to call I didn't, them. And I didn't read their thing before I thought of that. Oh. You're, but we all know you're brilliant. I have my moments. So the answer really <laughs> is if you don't want to, I, I have no problem calling it, but I think your idea of just doing the, the world. Space it out a couple wh- weeks what, if you want. Whatever the world health, I, I would just hit it and just say that we that you've had a sexual partner. They have tested positive for chlamydia. Go get yourself checked. Period. It's, Done. Yeah. It's at tellyourpartner.org. You literally just type their phone and that's it. There you go. So it's not bad. But I also think it's like, you don't know which one gave it to you. Obviously, everyone's kind of hooking up. Mm-hmm. This is a risk you take when you have sex without protection. Right. And you both were consenting. You both decided to not use a condom. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if it was something like HIV, the good news that would be a little different. Right. And the good news here is that you're you're not it, it it's something that you fix with a pill or with a shot. And it's not like you're pregnant and not like you have to go through your life with this guy. Yeah. Yeah. If you were pregnant, you would obviously have to do paternity tests for all of them. It is not HIV. It is. So, but some, you know, this is, this teaches you a lesson. Number one, condoms, condoms, safe sex, do not do unprotected sex until you really feel that you're going to be with a partner that you're monogamous. You've guys have both been checked. You know that you're respecting each other's bodies. Yeah. And take it on that way. Well, and this goes this goes for the queer community too. I mean, I think a lot of, you know, people think like, oh, I can't get pregnant. It's fine. Use the dental dam. Use the condom still until you are sure that your partner is trustworthy and you both are 100 mm-hmm. percent not infected with anything. Mm-hmm. Or if you are, you're taking the right precautionary methods like condoms and prep and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's Dealing with health stuff is really not fun. Mm-hmm. So if you can avoid it, try to. But I will say, I feel like we might get some heat because I I think people might be like, hey, grow up, be a mature person. Just send them a text. We all deal with this. So, you know, there is that flip side. And you do sound like someone that has a lot of integrity. You're working your ass off in school. 
high achiever. I mean, but I wouldn't sorority, feel guilty. But I wouldn't feel I guilty. Would, you have no reason to feel guilty. I, I it wouldn't takes, feel any guilt. It takes two to do the devil's tango. Just do your thing and either send the text or or dial the number. Yeah. Either way, but they but but definitely make sure you pass the message. Yeah, and I mean, like for those out there that are like, oh, sorority president, pff, that is a hard job. I mean. And you're dedicated. You are grinding. You are smart to have that position. So imagine coordinating all those girls. Oh my God. My sorority president, Jesse Mara, was unreal and she crushed it. And you will too. So congratulations. Do you have to kick people out too? Yeah. Like you have to take them to the judiciary done. board if they mess up. And you just go, you're done. Like I had to do to Jerry yeah. at the ice cream shop. You get kindly asked to resign. But you're done. <laughs> yeah. I I also think like it's chlamydia. It's no big deal if people find out. It's not the end of the world. No, but you got this. Yep. Let us know what you do. I'm very curious. Next story. Yeah. Okay. Whoa, it's getting a little warm in here. Let's get it going. First off, hello, Jerry Morgan and Justin. I've been listening to Father Knows and Two Hot Takes for a long time now, and I look forward to hanging out every week. So here's my problem. It's a mess. Me, 23 female, and my boyfriend, who we'll refer to as A, 26 male, have been dating for two years now. I love him and have every intention of spending my life with him. When we met, his best friend, J, 29 male, and one of my best friends, H, 21 female, were dating. H introduced us. For a full year, all four of us were dating each other and everything was fine. A year ago in December, H emotionally cheated on J and they ended up in a messy breakup. This was the third time that J had been cheated on. At this point, I considered J a friend and still do. I never supported H's actions, though, while I still love her. In February, J ended up meeting his now girlfriend S, 26 female. She's great and all four of us are going on a two-week vacation at the start of the year. Here's the major problem. Jay doesn't want to see H again. He was so hurt by her actions and him and S bonded over the situation initially because she's been cheated on in the same way. All parties involved like going to gaming conventions and we usually share hotel rooms. Jay and S just shared a room with me and A a week ago at one. Jay told me that he was hurt that I chose to room with H at the next convention. Me and H have been friends for eight years now. She's integrated into my friend group. This convention in particular is the one H goes to every year. Even if we don't room with her, she will be there. I think it's unrealistic to think that Jay won't see her again, including if one day she's at my wedding. The one thing I know is that my boyfriend, A, doesn't like seeing her. He's upset on how she treated Jay and what she did to him. A is very non-confrontational. So he just put his feelings aside for me without me knowing until now. However, I worry the tension because of H is going to cause a lot of issues in my relationship with A and my friendships with J and S. I love H. She's my friend, but I'm just in such a sticky spot now because of her. I don't want to end my friendship, but I don't want to hurt my otherwise extremely healthy and loving relationships. It's also important to note that A, J, and S live in a different state four hours away from me. H met them at the convention that used to be in their town before COVID. H is originally from my town. She lives there for school. I'm just so unsure of things. 
thank you for any advice you can give me. I don't really have anyone to talk to about this. Well, what I can see is that H took the authority of having the the affair. Yes. The infidelity. However you want to call the infidelity, she's the one that invited it. So she, if there's any issues that are going on with the group and your friendship, she has to really be responsible to say, I, I understand that we can't share a room because of the discomfort. But that doesn't mean I don't have a right to go to the show. I'm going to go to the show and I'll be there. And if you guys, we can hang out or we can see each other. But I understand the fact that discomfort that, it, that, that I caused H and I cause A. I cause J. There's a I lot of letters. <laughs> that I cause J and A. And look, I'm not looking to make anybody uncomfortable, but I own it and I'm responsible for it. If, if I can go make peace with them and tell them my apologies and we shouldn't have to be you know, uncomfortable with, it, with either one at this point in time, let's go on and go forward. I'm glad you found a new, a, a new person in your life. I wish you all the luck. I, I respect that you have that friendship. I'm not looking to play any games with your head. And if they approach it that way, maybe you guys can get to be a, a, you know, the group again. Maybe that's too wishful thinking. It's possible. I mean, I've yeah. seen this stuff. It's all how, it's all how H is going to handle it, but she certainly has ownership of the problem, not you. So you got to just do yourself, whatever it is to go keep your, you know, your relationship sound. And if she's got to have some discomfort, she brought it on herself and you can tell her that and say, I love you, but you need to understand where we're all coming from, where I'm coming from in this thing. Yeah. And that's the way I would handle this. Yeah. I mean, I would say more often than not, the, the wishful thinking part isn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't think it does that often, but that would be great, but mm-hmm. we can't control that. And so in your position, you're walking a fine line between maintaining your friendship with your friend that lives close, H. but also maintaining your primary relationship and your relationship with the other couple. Mm-hmm. And so I think it just works itself out maybe over time. But as for now, with things that are approaching quickly, like the next convention or whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you could choose not to room with her. But what if that caused an issue with her? Then you still- She, own, she, own, she owns it. She's but some people one. don't. Some people say that's in the past. That's- what happened and we should still be able to be, have our same friendship and that shouldn't matter. We, we have our friendship, but we don't, but I'm going to say that she is the one that caused the discomfort when she cheated. She could have easily broken up with, if she could have gone easily to Jay and said, you know, Jay, we're just not going to work out and I'm going to, we're going to move on. Yeah. And that would have been it. Then it, then it's on Jay to accept it at that point in time. You know, she doesn't, she, she doesn't have to suffer not being a part of the room or anything else because she was being honest about it. You know, the, go ahead. You, you so what if, I mean, so overall they're saying, I don't like being around her even. So I think the rooming together is one thing. Okay. She says, fine, I won't room with her. Mm-hmm. But what if they're like, yeah, well at this convention, we don't really want you hanging out with her either. Well, that they can't control 
her friendships. That's not fair either. So why can they control the fact that she isn't allowed to stay with her friend in a hotel room? Well, is, is she staying in the hotel the hotel room with her and and A? Her and her friend, I think. I did. I'm going to be honest. I did get a little mixed up with all the letters here in this story. Um, if she if, if 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 she does not want to be sharing the room with her boyfriend and her boyfriend is fine with you know sharing a room with her she can go share a room with her i chose to room with h at the next convention even if we don't room with her she will be there so it is a we if if we don't yeah we meaning her and her boyfriend but it it is interesting because the boyfriend has a problem with her her boyfriend his name is a yes a has a problem with H. Yes. So A, if A doesn't want, if, if A is definitely rooming with her and he doesn't want to room with H, she's also got to respect her boy, what's going on with her boyfriend. Boyfriend can go room with the other two. If that, if that's acceptable to the boyfriend. Yeah. It's go. confusing because it's, it's, I chose to room with H at the next convention. That's I. And then it, the next one changes to, even if we don't room with yep. her. Mm -hmm. So it is a little confusing in the writing, but I think she should be allowed to stay with her she friend. She can, absolutely. I mean, this is really hard because they've been friends for eight years. And if the ages are correct, this guy was 29 dating a 21-year-old. Mm -hmm. They were probably very emotionally unaligned. You mm -hmm. have a 21-year-old who's just getting into like really dating and finding what she wants. I mean, could I be recipe disaster. I get it. It was. So that aside, cheating is still wrong, but they have been friends for eight years. They, all of these other people live four hours away from her. Who is she going to hang out with in her town? This is her friend. Is uh, this situation shitty? Yes. I'm not telling her does, to turn her back on her friend at does, all. No, I know. But you're, I think it, I just got the impression like, oh, she shouldn't room with her. Like she owns this. And it's like, yeah, she probably realizes she messed up. And if she hasn't apologized yet, she really should. And maybe you guys could move forward. But I don't think she, as long as she can separate things and keep boundaries really clear, I don't think she needs to lose her friendship over this. If, if I had a friend that I did something consistently with and my uh, girlfriend, who if I'm living with her, that person 365 days a year, basically, and all of a sudden we're going to go on a thing, you know, to a comic weekend. And I said, "Gee, for the weekend, honey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bunk with you know with Jimmy, and do you mind you know hanging out with uh, with Julie, and being with in, with the, you know sharing the room that way. That way we can all, even though there was tension with Jimmy and Julie, you know, you, is it okay? Mm -hmm. I I would have no issue with it. I'm totally fine. What if your partner had an issue with it? Then I have to go. Talk, I have to. Do, I have to honor my partner as well." So it's coming down to if my partner said, "I I'm going to and I want to and I want to be in our room and I'm not interested in 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 Jimmy or whoever or Julie, you know, pick pick a name." The answer would say, "I respect you. You're you're my you're my mate, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna I'm gonna live that. They're right. gonna, they're gonna have to be on their own." So by no action of yours, you have ended up in a situation where you are picking priorities which will end up having an effect on one side or the other. And that will be put on you 
even though you had nothing to do with any of it. That's correct. But I, but I, but I can go to that. I can go back to that person. We, she can go back to H and just say, you know, it is causing a conflict. I didn't tell you to go do it this way. I definitely want to, you know, want to want to hang out with you. And maybe if you're at the show, we can t- have some time together and we can do that. But unless you unless you're going to be able to make the initiative to go, you know, deal with everybody, I don't want to be put in that position where yeah. I'm put pressure. I love yeah. you and we're friends here, but we're, we're all going to get together. It's going to be an issue until you fix it. You caused it. You did it. You're going to have to go soothe this thing over. Yeah, it's it's being unfair to me. You're putting me in a bad place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the reality of it. It is tough. Moving sticky, sticky, sticky. <laughs> exactly. Sticky, 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 sticky. Moving along. Moving along. Next one. Last one, short and sweet for us here. Okay, I'll keep it short. I love the podcast, and I'm really needing some outside advice or opinions. I'm a young female, and I have an issue. My best friend, male of seven years, is in love with me. Even worse, I'm in an amazing relationship with one of his friends, and school starts in a week. I heard from a mutual friend a couple of days ago that my best friend is in love with me, and he is telling people. I also learned that I am his lock screen on his phone. I'm not sure how to confront this issue because I don't want to lose him as a friend, but I also feel uncomfortable being close with him while he feels this way. My boyfriend knows about this situation and is dealing with it much better than me. I just feel like I need some help on what to do since I haven't really seen him since school ended. She has to go to him and confront him and just say, look, I understand that, you know, look, we are great friends and and I, and I, we love one another as friends. I understand that you might have a different level of love and I can't reciprocate it to the part where it's making me uncomfortable. And it's making you know, possibly maybe Dave's uncomfortable. Maybe Dave's fine with it, but the bottom line is I'm uncomfortable with it and leave it to you that this is not good for you. And if he can't get, get on with the path of it, it's going to be a lot easier just to, as much as I enjoy your company, that we're, that we have to cut this thing off. We, We have to cut our friendship off until you can get into the, into the, into the planet that it's never going to be. Yeah. Yeah, as tough as it I've is. I've been there. You know, and it's probably the healthiest option right now. Take some space because, I mean, absence does not make the heart grow fonder. I mean, it, it the space should help kind of distract. And mm-hmm. it is a little goofy if his lock screen is only you. Mm-hmm. But if it's you and him, like you guys have been... Yeah, friends for seven years, so it's like okay, but but when it's coupled with the the scenario, exactly, him telling people he he has feelings, he may he may turn around and tell you, "There's no doubt that I tell people I love you. I do love you, but I get our I I love you as as my friend. Look, I have people in my life that I love, and they are of the opposite sex. Some are of the same sex, but I love them as a friend." not as an intimate partner, not to go the other direction. It's to someone that I would be there to cover their back and I would do anything in the world for them. You've seen me with my friends. I'll do anything in the world for them. Yeah. And that's all it is. They are my friend. They're not the person I go to bed with at night. They're not the person I wake up with in the morning. Usually the same person. (laughs) (laughs) Had to be funny. 
I think it went over my head. <laughs> what? I missed it. It's okay. It wasn't that. It wasn't. <laughs> it, it wasn't that tricky. <laughs> the bottom line is, I'm is a that tired. It, the bottom line is, is that if if he may surprise you and, and explain that how he said it and what it is, and it it's it, it, and it's a clean relationship, and he doesn't look at you intimately, and it's not that not that wish. Or he might point blank say it's true, and I want to give us a try, and I know that you're not you don't feel it right now, but. And if that's the case, you just say, "Look, we can't be friends." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be complicated, and we don't need complications. Go on and and find the person that is your person, because you are not my person. And it works. It, it's the most honest thing. Right now, we are now at the end of the show. We're done. And I want to thank you all for chiming in. And um, we had a write in on somebody that said, how do I write in? And I sent the link, how to write in. And she said, I've been writing and I I just not gotten through. I hope you do get through. And if you find a a way that you're not getting through and you really want to talk and we want to be one-on-one, join Patreon, sign up, and then do group session with us. We, We live right in. We can... We all hear you speak. We all can ask the questions. We can really have the dialogue to really go through it. Yeah. So yeah. I do recommend that for people that really want want to hear us live do it, got to become part of our Patreon. And I would say you are really good about reading your YouTube comments. So if it's something you can share on an anonymous YouTube account, Google, whatever you have to do, share it that way. Um, we do get a lot of write-ins right now and it's really challenging to get through mm-hmm. them all so i think patreon is amazing for the group you know the group yeah, sessions we, we don't have that many people on there so you you really do get to it's very personal you get you you get us live i mean we are there and that's exactly why i show up there in the beginning we were it was you know what color shoes are you wearing and now it's getting where we actually no, really can... we read stories together in but the beginning, people, people the beginning. are now more comfortable opening up, right. sharing their experiences. We turn on our cameras. You don't have to if you don't want to, but you're seeing us up close yeah. and personal. Like it's you're a getting, very intimate thing. And you are getting me right on the mark. And that's the way I really like it. That way I can really address, ask you a question. We can really. It's a good time. This is what this is what it is to be a parent and really see and talk to your, to your kids is that when they can really chime in and we can have a one-on-one with one another get to know each other. And it's a repetitive deal. You don't meet somebody on the second and all of a sudden you're, I like the repetitiveness of it when we start yeah. seeing our, our regulars, our, our regulars. family. Yeah. It, it's growing. It's good, but that's all we got. Okay. So again, good, good night. Good. Have a great week and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.